Begin reading Acts chapter 12. We're going to read verse 5 and then skip down to verse 11. Acts chapter 12, verse 5, it says, Peter, therefore, was kept in prison, but prayer was made without ceasing of the church unto God for him. Going down to verse 11, and when Peter was come to himself, he said, now I know of a surety that the Lord hath sent his angel and hath delivered me out of the hand of Herod and from all of the expectation of the people of the Jews. And when he had considered the thing, he came to the house of Mary, the mother of John, whose surname was Mark, where many were gathered together praying. And as Peter knocked at the door of the gate, a damsel came to hearken named Rhoda. And when she knew Peter's voice, she opened not the gate for gladness, but ran and told how Peter stood before the gate. And they said unto her, Thou art mad. But she constantly affirmed that it was even so. Then said they, It is his angel. But Peter continued knocking. And when they had opened the door and saw him, they were astonished. This morning, with the help of the Lord, I want to talk to you on this subject. Your answer is already at the door. Your answer is already at the door. Can we go to the Lord in prayer right now? Lord, we love you so much. God, we thank you for your spirit that is in this place today. God, though we are missing some today, we are thankful for this opportunity you've given us God, to be in this house on this Sunday morning. God, to be in your presence and to hear this word. God, I pray right now that you would anoint these lips of clay to deliver your word that is truth and it is power and it is life. God, I pray right now that the anointing of the Holy Ghost would sweep over this place. God, and to he that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit hath to say. In the wonderful name of Jesus, we pray. We give you all glory and honor. And the church said, Amen. Amen. You can be seated this morning. In our text this morning, earlier in the the passage, the Bible says that Herod had just killed James, the brother of John. And he saw how the crowd responded. And because of this, he took Peter captive. They put him in prison and placed soldiers in watch over him. Not only to watch over him, but the Bible says he was literally chained in between two soldiers. Because Herod knew who Peter served. Herod knew what his Savior was capable of. He thought he knew all that God was capable of doing. So he did all that he knew to do. And he gave his best efforts to keep Peter imprisoned until the night he was going to be killed. Peter, therefore, was kept in prison, the Bible says, but prayer was made without ceasing. The church was praying for Peter. The church knew what had just happened to James, and so they gathered together, and they knew the same fate was about to take place with Peter. They gathered together in that home, and they began calling out to the Lord, praying that God would answer their prayer Praying that God would somehow do something wonderful. Praying that God would intervene in the situation. 
And then the night came for Peter to finally be put to death. And Herod could put one more in the ground. But what Herod did not know is that somebody somewhere was praying. Herod did not take into account that though he may have bound Peter, he could not bind the church. Though he imprisoned one man, he could not silence the people of God. Herod did not know that somebody else was interceding. He did not know that someone had been going before God for Peter. And the Bible says that suddenly, I love when that word takes place because it's without hesitation, without pause, it just all of a sudden happens. Out of nowhere, it just happened. An angel came into that place. An angel stepped into that prison that was under 24-hour surveillance. And while Peter was sleeping between these two guards, the angel broke the chains that had Peter bound. He commanded Peter, get on your feet, get all of your stuff together. It's time for us to break out of this joint. It's time for us to get out of here. And so Peter, who had been sleeping, I don't know about you, but if somebody suddenly come in the scene and suddenly broke my chains and suddenly woke me up in the middle of my sleep, I probably wouldn't be waking up like this. Okay, let's go. I'm sure there was hesitation. I'm sure there was what in the world is going on right now. I was sitting here sleeping between two guards, imprisoned, bound to these two men beside me, and now I am free. Now I am walking out of this place. I'm sure he rubbed his eyes from time to time, wondering if he was really seeing what his eyes were telling him he was seeing. He was probably sitting there stumbling, wondering, what in the world have I gotten myself into? Am, am I going crazy or am I sleepwalking? But the Bible says Peter could not believe it. He thought he was still asleep and just having a really awesome pizza dream maybe. Maybe he just ate something really weird before that night, before he fell asleep, that last meal before he was going to be put to death. But he ran past the first guard and then the second guard and so on until they exited the building. And then to the gate, which just opened out of nowhere. It very much seemed like a dream for all of this to just be taking place so perfectly. And then when they got out of the gate and they got to the corner of the road, the angel went his own way. And then with Peter standing outside, still in all, came to himself and realized what had just happened. And it was no dream. But God had just sent an angel to deliver him out of the hand of the enemy. Then the Bible says, while still being in total shock over what happened, that he went over to Mary's house. Now, I don't know if he had a, a plan to go there, if he happened to get out. I don't know if he knew that's where everybody was going to be. I don't know if God led him there, but all I know is that is the very house that the people were gathered and the believers had been in there praying. And the Bible says that when he got there, they were still praying. They were still calling out to God. They were still reaching out to God for Peter's behalf. They did not know what had transpired, but they were continuing in prayer. They were praying without ceasing. God had already answered their prayer, 
but they were still praying. God already worked a miracle and they were still praying for God to do that miracle. Peter began knocking on the door and there was a woman named Rhoda who rushed to the door and heard a man outside saying, let me in, let me in quick. I just escaped the prison. Let me in. And Rhoda knew exactly who it was on the outside of that door. But she was so excited that she just took off running and left him there at the door and never even opened it. And she began telling everybody in the room, he is here, he is here. Peter is at the door. The answer to our prayer is here at our door. That thing we've been praying about, it's taken place and He is here. I know you're still praying for it, but listen to me, church. Listen to me, believers. The thing we've been praying for, it's at the door right now. It is knocking on our door right now. Can you believe it? You wonder why she was so excited. You wonder why she was so excited to go and tell the people, He's here, He's here. He was bound, He was... To be put to death that night. And yet there he was. The answer to our prayer is here. They sent unto her woman. Thou art mad. But she constantly affirmed. That it was even so. Then said they. It is his angel. You're just seeing things Rhoda. It's probably just a ghost. After all he was supposed to die tonight. It's probably just his spirit. It's probably just his angel. Meanwhile, they are inside arguing. They're going back and forth arguing about what it could be or what it probably is. Listen, honey, you can argue if you want to, but the answer to my prayer is knocking on the door. You can sit here and argue with me all day, but I'm telling you what I heard. I'm telling you I heard the knock, but beyond the knock, I heard his voice. He is standing at the door knocking right now, and I know it's him. Peter is still on Herod's most wanted list, and he's still out there just banging on the door, waiting on somebody to come open it, waiting on somebody to come open the door, waiting on somebody to say, hey, the answer to your prayer is here if you would just quit mumbling and grumbling and complaining and talking about what you think it is and how it's going to happen and I'm supposed to be dead and you would just simply believe and say, you know what, I'm just going to go see for myself. I'm just going to get up and go open the door myself to see if it's really him, to see if he's really here. They finally went and opened the door, and the Bible says they were astonished. They could not believe what had happened. They were amazed and could not believe it. Go figure. They were praying for God to do it, and when he did it, they didn't believe he did it. God, don't ever let me get to the place where you answer my prayers and I can't believe that you answered my prayers. Don't ever let me be a child of God that comes to you in doubt thinking that whatever I ask, you're not going to give it to me. That when I'm battling cancer or when I'm battling a sickness or disease or temptation and I come to you seeking you for help and I come falling on my knees, God, I need you. God, I need a miracle. And the first person that comes in and says, hey, your miracle's here. Hey, your miracle is here. And I just sit there doubting. No, it's not my miracle. That's something else. That's something just like my miracle. My miracle was put to death tonight. 
My miracle was put to death when all of that took place, when the doctor came in. My miracle is no more. But somebody is here this morning to tell you He's here. The miracle you've been praying for, He's here. The thing you've been asking God for, He's here. Don't ever let me doubt that you can't do it, God. Don't ever let me doubt that what I am praying, God, I know you're capable of doing. The Bible says that those that were bound to him, those that had watch over him, and even Herod himself would be put to death. When you begin praying and you begin to ask God for a miracle, he doesn't stop once he performs the miracle. He doesn't stop once the miracle is at your door. He stops when that miracle is right where he needs to be. And he stops when his adversary is no more. He could have said, you know what, I'll just let him go and and just see what happens. But God said, no, 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 no. That church was praying. They were praying for Peter. And when you pray and you believe God to do something, he said, you know what? I know what you think I'm capable of. You think I'm capable of setting him free. But I'm going to show you some more. I'm not only going to set him free, I'm going to bring him right to your front door. Not only am I going to bring him right to your front door, I'm going to kill all of those that were harming him. Those people that are trying to tear your miracle down. Those people that are trying to tell you that it's never going to happen. It's never going to work out. I'm going to take care of that miracle for you. What a God we serve. That He would step in on the scene and not stop until we know there is no more enemy. There is no more harm coming my way. Part of this real life story... I want to focus on this morning is once Peter had already had his great escape and was at the door. The Bible says when he got there, the people were praying. How many of you still pray? I hope everybody. People all praying for a miracle. People all praying that God would do something crazy and not knowing he already did crazy. Not knowing he had already broken chains. Not knowing he had already walked him past the guards. Not knowing he had already escorted him right out of the front door. They were still praying. It made me wonder how many of our prayers has God already answered? How many things has God already taken care of and yet we continue to ask him for? How many times have we prayed for our lost loved one and we still think that they're bound, we still think that they're lost, we still think that there's no hope, but God somehow in the middle of us praying, He begins working out all of the pieces of the puzzle and God in His foresight knew, hey, they're going to keep on praying, they're going to keep on believing, I'm going to work it out for them, but I'm going to do more than that, I'm going to take them by the hand and I'm going to walk them right out of there and right to their front door. How many times do we come to God and we pray and we pray and we pray and God's already worked the miracle out. God's already delivered the problem. God
God's already helped us out, but yet we just keep praying. We just keep praying. We don't know what's going on, but we're going to keep praying. How many things has God already sent out and heading our direction, but we don't even know it yet? I've come to tell somebody in this house today, your miracle is on its way. Your miracle is on its way. That one you've been praying for, they're on their way. You've been praying and God has heard your prayer. You have interceded and the Spirit knew. You've been fasting and it did not go unnoticed. Your miracle is already on the way. I know we can get excited about that this morning. Hallelujah. My miracle's on the way. Our miracle, it's on the way. We can get excited about that this morning and, and be encouraged to know that our miracle is on its way. And I hope somebody does get excited about that this morning. I hope somebody would rejoice today knowing what you have been praying for. God already has it working out on your behalf. And as exciting as that is, I've come to tell some of you here today, beyond it already being on its way, for some of you, your answer is already at the door. For some of you, you're wondering what's going on and you're wondering if it's ever going to happen. And just on the other side of that door is one knocking. That miracle, that thing you've been praying for, it is right on the other side. It's knocking and waiting on you to get up and open the door. It's waiting on you to realize it's not a ghost. It's not an imagination. It's Him. It's a promise. It's my prayer. The answer to my prayer is at my door knocking. The healing I've been praying for, it's at my door. The healing I've been praying for, it's at my door. The deliverance I've been searching for, it's at my door. The breakthrough I've been praying for, it's at my door. Here in just a few days, there's going to be a bunch of people knocking on doors looking for a treat. But I've come to tell some of you this morning, the one knocking on my door has a treat for me. The one that's knocking on my door this morning has something for me. He has a promise for me. He has a message for me. He has what I've been praying for. He is what I've been searching for. Just two chapters earlier in Acts 10, there was a man at the door who had something for the ones inside. Scripture tells us there was a certain man called Cornelius, a centurion of the band called the Italian band, a devout man, and one that feared God with all of his house, which gave much alms to the people and prayed to God always. God then told Cornelius, your prayers have been heard. I have heard you praying, Cornelius, and I have heard you searching for more answers. You've been a good man. You've been a God-fearing man, but there's still a piece of the puzzle you're missing. You still need the Holy Ghost. You still need to be baptized in Jesus' name. But, Cornelius, you've been praying. You've been praying, and I've come to tell you your answer is on its way. Send for a man named, guess what, Peter. The one who has more that you've been praying for. He has the answers that you're searching for. Cornelius, you're a good man, a God-fearing man, and I've heard your prayers. So now here comes the rest of the story. 
And Peter comes down from the housetop where God had just showed him a vision. He told the three men, I am the one you are looking for. Why are you here? Well, sir, Cornelius has been seeking God and wanting answers. He lives a good life, but just feels that there's more. And God told him, you have all the answers he needs. One translation said that when Peter goes on his way to the door and he knocked on the door of Cornelius's home, Cornelius opens the door and looks at him and he says, I have been praying for you. I have been praying for you. He wasn't praying for Peter's health. He wasn't praying that God would strengthen Peter. He was praying for somebody somewhere that had answers that would come to his family who was still lost, though they were good people. And he said, I'm praying. I know there's a void in my heart. I know I've done great things and I've accomplished much, but there is still something missing. There is still something I need. And Peter said, well, you've come to the right guy because I just preached a message a few chapters ago and I told them you must repent and be baptized and you must be filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost and Cornelius and his family and all of his friends were there and the Bible says while Peter began to speak to them of all God had spoke to him and others who would receive it the Bible said while Peter Yet spake these words, the Holy Ghost fell on all of them which heard the word. Church, don't stop praying. Cornelius, don't stop praying. The answer you've been searching for, that one you've been praying for, he's on a rooftop right now hearing a word from God just for you. That miracle is about to come and knock on your door. He's about to come in and he's about to change your life. He's about to change your family. He's about to change the way you walk, the way you talk, the way you dress, the way you act. He's going to come in and rearrange everything. And Peter come in and said, I'm the one you've been looking for. The answer's at your front door right now. I've got what God sent me here to tell you this morning. He sent me to tell you that you must repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. It was more than words that day because Peter had been praying. It was more than some random mistake that happened. Peter had been praying. And guess what? God answered his prayers. The answer was on its way and the answer was at his front door. Before they knew what had happened, they were all speaking in tongues. They were all filled with the Holy Ghost. They were all rejoicing. Oh, thank you for praying, Cornelius. Thank you for praying. Thank you for believing. Thank you for our miracle. Thank you for saving me. Hallelujah, hallelujah. The one knocking at your door this morning is the answer to your prayers. He's about to have me astounded. He's about to have me just in awe of all that he is capable of. Because I was just praying. And now you are here. Well, the case that you asked me to make some sense of revelation today. Well, guess what? I, I can't make much sense of it. But I can tell you. In Revelations 3 and 20, he said, Behold, I stand at the door and I knock. And if the good people and if 
only those that are at church every Sunday and Wednesday? No. He said, if any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come into him and I will sup with him and he with me. And I want you to take notice this morning. Scripture said that Rhoda went to the door because she heard somebody knocking. But then she heard his voice. Then she heard Peter. She heard the one they have been praying for standing on the outside. And she got so excited. She couldn't even, she forgot what she was doing. She forgot what she even went to the door for. And she took off running and shouting, it's here, it's here, the promise we've been praying for. It's at our front door right now. No wonder Jesus said, if any man, any man will come and open the door, if he will hear my voice and open the door, I will come in and I will sup with him and he with me. Pardon that that woman's jubilee moment. Pardon her moment of rejoicing when she heard his voice. She realized the prayers she had been praying were not in vain. They were not unheard Though she at times probably went and prayed and never thought it was going to happen. There probably was doubt in her mind. After all, he was supposed to be put to death. But what a moment to know the prayers you have been praying are not in vain. The prayers you've been praying and wondering if they're even exiting the building. God hears them and he knows right where you are. And all the while, he's already been working it out. All the while, he's already sending him on his way. Through the night, and though the night probably brought questions, wondering if Peter was even still alive. But when she heard his voice, she began to tell everybody. God is here this morning. He's knocking on the door. He's calling for you to open the door. And if you will hear him this morning and open the door, Scripture says he will come in. And he will sup with me. And he will allow me to sup with Him, fellowship with Him, spend time with Him. Opportunity is knocking for someone this morning. And when opportunity knocks, you better open the door. Scripture tells us He is a rewarder to those who diligently seek Him. To those that are praying, and and even though the answer's at the door, you're still just praying. Though it's already being worked out, you're still praying. God, I'm seeking you. I am seeking you right now. God, I need a miracle. I need answers. I need help. I need healing. When it's more than just a Sunday morning and Sunday night prayer, but you're waking up every morning, God, before I start this day, God, I want to seek you. God, I want to seek all of you today. I want to know you more. I want to fellowship with you. The Bible says when you begin to seek him like that, he is a rewarder. Notice what it says there. It says when you seek him, not things, not answers to your questions, not blessings, not money. But when you begin to seek him, he will reward you. He does not reward those with things, and, and, and through those things you may fall in love with Him. 
But rather he wants you to fall in love with him. And he promises to give you things. Scripture tells us when you seek him, he will reward you with things. He said, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all of these things will be added to you. He will give you the desires of your heart. I don't know what the people in the house were saying that night, but somebody somewhere in that building was diligently seeking God. And he was about to reward them for diligently seeking him. I don't know what all Cornelius said to God in his prayers, but apparently he was diligently seeking God. Apparently he was seeking the kingdom of God. I'm not sure the people in that building that night, if they were praying for a miracle or if they were praying that God would just simply take Peter quick. But the Bible says they began praying to God for him. They've been praying to God for Peter. God, right now I pray for Peter. I pray you'd give him strength. I pray you would help him. I pray you would deliver him. I I don't know what they were praying, but I know they were praying for Peter. I know they were reaching out for Peter. They were calling out to God for Peter. And I don't know what they said or how they said it, but the answer to their prayer was already at the door. That one thing they had been praying for was knocking. Come let me in. I'm the answer to your prayers. If you would come back and just open the door, you you wouldn't have to keep on doing what you're doing and arguing. But you would see, I'm already here. I'm already here to supply your need. I'm already here to answer your prayers. I've come to tell someone today that the thing we have prayed for, it's not bound any longer, but it's here. It's not being watched by guards anymore, but it's here. It's not locked up in a prison somewhere, but it is here at our door this morning. That one we have prayed for is no longer locked up, but they are free this morning. Our prayers have been heard and our prayers have been answered. Our prayer is at the door knocking this morning. Can we stand all over this house? Rhoda, let others call you mad if they want to this morning. Let others mock you if they want They just showed us a glimpse of how we pray sometimes. We're praying for a miracle. We're praying for an answer. God, just show me. God, if you'll just give me an answer, if you'll just give me a word, if you'll just make a way. And after God does all of that, we can't even believe it. Now, I don't know, maybe it's just me, but if they were praying for one thing and something else happened, then maybe they, they might have thought that was God. But the one thing you're praying for, the one thing you're believing God for, and you're, you're spending your time praying for, and God works it all out and He does it, and, and the woman comes and tells you, hey, that thing you're praying for, it's here right now. That thing you've been asking God for, it's at your front door right now. That's the one thing you think they would believe. That's the one thing you think, well, you know what? That's what I've been praying for. God answers prayers. But the Bible says that they just looked at her and thought, you're mad. You're seeing things. You're crazy. God hasn't answered this prayer. God hasn't heard me. That's why I'm still praying. 
That's why I'm still down here on my knees weeping because God hasn't answered my prayer. And Rhoda's sitting there, no, listen to me. Listen to me. I'm telling you, it's here. It's here. Allow me to be Rhoda this morning and tell you your miracle is here at the door. It's waiting on you to come up and open the door and be astonished this morning. He's waiting on you to come to the altar this morning and say, God, here I am. Lord, I've come today, God, to pray. God, and I want to believe today that you're here. I want to believe today, God, that my miracle is at my front door. God, I don't want to be a doubter. I don't want to be that one that that just couldn't believe. Let others call me mad if they want to. Let others mock me if they want to. I know who I heard outside my door. I know who I heard knocking. Oh, no, God didn't do that. No, that, that's too far-fetched. Well, what in the world were you praying for? You were praying for Peter. You were praying that he would be set free, and now he's here, and you don't believe. Why even pray? Why even believe? He's here. He's here. If you can't believe God can do exceedingly above all we ask or think, then you must be one of those inside of the house. Because that's exactly what he did that day. They were praying that Peter might just be set free. Or that he might just have an easy death. But God said, I'm able to do exceeding. Abundantly. Above all you could ask or even think. You're doubting because I did more than what you thought I could do. You're questioning it because I did more than you even asked for. But I've come to tell you today. I've come this morning to do more than what you've even been asking me to do. You've been asking me to set your kid free. Well, guess what? I'm doing more than that. I'm going to set their children free. I'm going to set their co-workers free. I'm going to set their neighbors free. You've been asking for healing in your body. But the next time you go to the doctor, the person in the room beside you is going to be healed. The doctor, when he touches you, he's going to receive healing. That's what I'm capable of doing this morning. I'm capable of reaching into your situation and doing more than you even ask for. God, today I believe in you. I believe that's you knocking on my door. God, your word said if I would just open it. You're knocking. You're standing at the door knocking. Your answer is already at the door. The thing you've been praying about, it's already at the door. And so much more. Cornelius, God's about to allow somebody to come into your life that's about to change things. He's about to make you a believer. He's about to see you be baptized in Jesus' name. He's about to save your family. He's about to save your friends. All you've got to do is go open the door. You've been praying. You've been believing. You've been a God-fearing man, but now it's time you go open the door. And behold, that one you've been praying for, 
the one you've been searching for. He's right there at your door. Greater Life Church, you've been praying about something. You've been asking God time and time again for a miracle. You don't know how it's all going to work out. You don't know maybe your miracle will be put to death. Or maybe, just maybe, God has already set that miracle free. And it's on the way. Or maybe it's here this morning and it's right outside of your door. And if you would just open up right now and say, God, I'm here. Here I am, Lord. I'm opening the door.